Sweat Equity Podcast. How you feeling, Caleb? What's going on? Ooh, Sunday afternoon. Nice little toasty Sunday here. Got our buddy Tyler here. Hey, what's right. going on, guys? Yeah, uh, we're going to talk a little little nerd stuff, website development, uh, why websites are important. It's an argument I almost implode on weekly, and let's, let's just fucking get into it, man. You hear that? You hear that drum beat? Oh, here it comes. Sweat Equity Podcast. Make sure uh, you're telling your friends, you're telling your loved ones, telling your ma, your pa. Sister, bro, sis, bro, sis, cuz, anybody, anybody that I, I read uh, something in Wall Street Journal, and it's something I, I need to, I'll find and try to link out. Uh, that you know, what's really funny is um, the podcasting uh, universe. Our generation kind of thinks of it as like you're kind of a dummy if you don't listen to podcasts, and yeah. then you have like probably ninety percent of your friends don't, and you don't yep. get it, and they listen to radio still. So yeah, that's that's a little bit that's a little waste of time. So Wall Street Journal yeah. had something it that noticed two things. They said how advertising on podcasts is a little tough uh, yep. because the medium's not matured yet. We get it, but it was saying only like it, it was noting like serial and all the liberal ones, <laughs> which I get. If you're the New York Times, I understand. Of course, but this is Wall Street Journal. I for sure thought uh, you know our main man Adam Carolla would get some kind of plug there because he's basically. The, the grandfather of this whole this whole concept yeah. as, as far as being uh, something you can utilize as a revenue stream, as a real legit kind of uh, on-demand radio is how I just tell everybody about it. Yeah, I think I think when um, XM kind of came out yeah. and they started seeing the value of the non-censorship and being able to voice your own views, I think that's when podcasting kind of started to take a little bit more of a leap. Yeah. I, I'm sure it had already been around. Um, I don't know the history of podcasting, but I, I think that's where people started liking the idea of being able to say whatever they want with whatever views and kind of nonsensorship they had. So. Well, you, you know, uh, the, one of the first guys to get on it uh, is actually from Tampa uh, podcasting and making it a legit thing. Really? I think he makes a living doing it. He's a comedian buddy of mine. His name's uh, huh. Patrick uh, from Nobody Loves Onions in LO. Nice. If you've ever seen huh. it, he does live streaming. Awesome, badass, like live stream interviews he's been doing it i think since like oh five oh, wow. wow yeah and i think most yeah. of the big guys like rogan corolla uh mark Marin, they kind of got into it about oh eight oh nine or some somewhere in that range so i just thought it was interesting i just remembered that as i was kind of leading into the episode but if you're if you're listening to this you were part of the uh first mover market right. as they say yep um and you're smarter than most of your friends <laughs> because you're more efficient. I love listening to podcasts while I'm doing other things. You're probably listening to this. You're hearing my mumbly tone while you're driving or you're working out, <laughs> going for a run, uh, cleaning the house. That's That makes me doing house shit and listening to something where I can kind of learn something uh, I feel is way more valuable than, you know, just – uh, listening to nothing, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no question. So it's one of those things where I try to maximize my time the best I can. Um, but I digress. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of advertising, you want to get into our sponsor here? Yeah. So it's uh, it's kind of cool. Um, we're we're starting to get a lot more listeners out there, which is really nice. It's something uh, you know, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback, and it's good to see that. Um, 
you know, that's just not people kind of blowing smoke, that people really are listening, people really are enjoying the podcast, and that it's also growing, um, which is important for us. You know, we we would sit here and do this regardless, just with with Law and I and with some of our other friends. Um, but it is nice to kind of have an audience out there and have people who uh, can appreciate what we're doing, the information we're trying to share, and um, also the information that our our, our I don't want to call them fans, but our listeners are sharing with us. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool reciprocation. Um, I've gotten so, some friends that I haven't talked to in a while that have been texting me and they're like, dude, I listen. This is this is a really cool idea. Yeah. I'm glad you're doing this. This is it's a good hang. It sounds fun. So go ahead. Yeah. Now. So okay, yeah. so now we're, we're kind of fortunate enough to start getting some sponsors uh, for some episodes. Um, and uh, our first sponsor uh, for our episode is uh, Toko Works' very own uh, Waterloo Washrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually going to be a guest on the podcast soon. Um, but if you haven't heard of Waterloo Washrooms, which if you have listened to any of these episodes, you probably have, um, they are luxury mobile washrooms. Um, so think of going to an outdoor event, you see a line of nasty blue porta potties lined up. That is not them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you see that sparkling white uh, trailer that's, I don't know, 15, 16 feet long um, that holds, you know, a bunch of, of luxury, uh, luxury toilets and, uh, and urinals with air conditioning, music playing, granite countertops. Um, you know, it's 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 really something to, th- that helps any event uh, kind of go above and beyond. So you don't have to go into some crusty bathroom that has someone's mm-hmm. vomit all over it. And I'll give um, you th- I'll give you the inside baseball. On yeah, it. uh, it's one of those things where we looked at the market. No one's really doing this right around the country. And so. Yeah. And what you're talking about is keeping it clean is we they have a what. So I went through the whole process with the strategy. I was kind of the sounding board for uh, Walter, who's the owner of waterloo him and his wife and so he he, we were bouncing ideas off and i'm like how can you create value with this Uh, if you if you're getting this for an outdoor wedding if you're getting this for a music festival your vip area if you're getting this for um a film production cruise yep if you're getting this there there's literally like nine good target markets for them uh and there's some that we didn't even realize like um outdoor events uh there was something with Metropolitan Ministries, which is, uh, I don't know if that's a nationwide thing or if that's just I, th- I think locally. it is. I know it's its really, really big locally here, but I believe it is nationwide. So there's b- definitely an issue, and it's mostly women-based. I mean, guys don't like going to a portalette, por- but it, women especially, it's one of those things where how do you create value and how come no one's doing this correctly? So we, you know, we try to align with event coordinators in the area, but also, you know, we're looking at a... Uh, a pay-as-you-go <laughs> option. Ew, yeah, so what what we're trying to think about is maybe going out to, I, I pitched this, maybe go out to the beach area when it's, you know, July 4th or something where yeah, it's yeah. packed. But so you're not overloading the municipal systems out there. Yeah. And you can also pay, I'd pay a premium to go in a good oh, bathroom, yeah. you know. There's no, I mean, there's no question, especially, um, you know, like we said before, we're down here in Tampa. We like to keep the podcast, um, you know, as flat as possible without yeah. really any any barriers. Uh, but down here in Tampa, man, it gets hot and nasty, like a lot of places around the country in the summer, especially. So when you're going to, you know, these, uh, you know, these concerts and music festivals and all these different events that you have, the last thing you want to do is go into basically a, you know, an eight foot oven of poop in these <laughs> porta potties that are just steamy and gross, and you just can't wait to get out of there. 
I can't wait to go into the Waterloo washrooms, man. That's like a break. It's like taking a break from the action, dude. You know, it's kind of nice. You know what? What really gives me a boner for doing uh, small business consulting was when we got it out in a music festival and I just randomly talked to drunk guys that were like, dude, this is this fucking thing is fucking awesome. And like and I was (laughs) like, all right, that that is great. You know, we did our job kind of helping them get up and get out there. And so. That's all we ask for. Uh, so in, in an indirect way, yeah, this is so a plug for our company. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so spread the word. Waterloo Washrooms. Go on Facebook. Check them out. Uh, Facebook.com slash Waterloo. That's L-O-O Washrooms. Um, they're on Instagram. Are they on Twitter as well? Uh, I don't know if they're no, on we didn't do Twitter because it's it doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense for them. It it, it really to doesn't. be effective on Twitter, you got to do it about seven to ten, ten times a day. Yeah, so uh, definitely Facebook, definitely Instagram. Visit their website as well. That's Waterloo L O O Washrooms dot com. Check them out, man. Hey, long plugs in the beginning, but that's how this goes. That's how you uh, get your value in. That third voice you're hearing is our uh, buddy Tyler. I'm gonna butcher your last name, even though I've known you for five years, <laughs> uh, Tyler Lapa. <laughs> Lopiato, Lopalato, but close. Lopalato, Lopalato. God damn, that sounds like an amazing like pastry or like a some sort of empanada thing. Yeah, maybe some pasta. Ooh, yeah, it's Italian, so there you go. All right, (laughs) that works. We uh, we met a long time ago through our our buddy. Our mutual friend John Jacobs, comedian mm-hmm. and reality star John Jacobs. There you go. Now he's a rapper, I think. I think he's everything. Yep. I think he's working on a rap <laughs> career for real, like there little Dicky style. For uh, real, for real. I am one hundred percent. More power to him, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we met through that. I think around the time of the Republican National Convention in Tampa, which yep. is probably twenty twelve, so about four years ago. But um, we we got together when we first started talking. We both had an interest in the. The kind of the online world, mm-hmm. and I guess I like it. I I got into it because I like the fact that it's uh, speaking in that efficiency kind of way. Websites, online marketing, it's that thing of it works while you sleep kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And I think our generation is always trying to figure out that idea. I think everybody has app ideas because the idea of an app is like, well, once we get it out there, it pretty much just right. works if it's a good idea. Yeah. And I don't have to, that's not really a real job when in fact it's way more difficult than Quite anybody realizes. Yeah. But yeah. it can start there with a silly idea and then mm-hmm. it can really progress into something. Y'all had a silly idea that I really loved, which oh. was, <laughs> which it, it's still up, right? Poor, oh, yeah, it still exists. It's called poorpeopledate.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, at first I was like, is this legit or is this, are we making fun? Is this a parody site? Uh, is this like the onion kind of style? But is it what? What's up with it now? I haven't looked at it in a while. Yeah, no. So it is great. Um, we've got about eight hundred people nice. active. Um, I'm co-doing it with John Jacobs. He's our sponsor and reality TV show star. Yeah. Um, so he's the face <laughs> of Poor People Date. Um, and I built the whole website back end. Um, and yeah, it's a real site. It's catered to people that just you know don't have a lot of money, but they like to date. Yeah, but y'all, y'all are, y'all are <laughs> like again. It's one of the but silly ideas. It's, it's like silly. we're not putting a lot of energy into it, but it's fun. Exactly, I did it because it's fun. I didn't do it to uh, make money. I did because I like building websites, and at the same time, it was kind of a fun idea. That yeah, could do. and yeah. Yeah, we hey, and we talk about that a lot mm-hmm. on this podcast. On on the podcast, Caleb and I have this talk off air a lot. It's like you gotta, you know, you never know. People would be like, why would you make that site? Why would you spend a lot of hours in it? Well, now you have that experience of going through it. Right. Mm-hmm. You look back and you go, okay, if, 
if there is a new niche dating site out mm-hmm. there, I know how to make, th- I know how to construct that. Oh thing. yeah. I learned a ton doing it. And then that was, but that's why I did it. Cause I love doing websites and I figured I could do something fun and I could learn from. And in the end it, you know, it, it is a website and people can sign up and some people are using it and liking it. So it was kind of a win win. Yeah. 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 I, I think there's a, there's a general rule of thumb when you're, you're kind of trying to make that decision. And if you can, if you can find that, that lining of will, will this project make me better? Yes. I think that's, that's one of the most important things to kind of ask yourself on when you're taking on sort of these, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of joke, but it could be something, but if it's not, that's fine. But it's the experience of going through and building this kind of site that, that really kind of matters. So I I think that's kind of, I mean, I'm on the website right now. I'm thinking about signing up. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm engaged in all, but there you go. Yeah, but, but shit hits the fan. But, I got a backup plan here. But we're real <laughs> Americans. We're living outside of our means most of the time. All of us are paying fucking yeah. student yeah. loan debt, and uh, <laughs> technically we're all kind of poor and what you know. So I want a date, kinda. And it doesn't we're say kind of poor. Th- doesn't say financially poor. You could be uh, <laughs> exactly. You could be poor at heart. Yeah. You could be just your character's just. You could be poor. a one percenter and just be a poor kind of person. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just kind of personality wise. So. You can have a poor dick. Decision making skills, just everything. And so I love the idea that it's just kind of funny, a a silly way, but you Mm. never know with some of those things. If that got picked up by one of the big, uh, one of the big blog sites like Mashable or something, who knows? You know, if so, an idea I'm going to throw it out there, just kind of scatting, jazz scatting on it is maybe there is something called a uh, a PR person that can get you on those blogs because right. all those blogs by now are media sites. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of them are kind of wink, wink, nod, nod, you know, pay a little yeah. advertising here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we do, we'll definitely write for you. A lot of the Kinsey sites are that way. Your Deadspin, Gonker, mm-hmm. uh, Jezebel, whatnot. You know, those are their preferred partners, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, Hey, if, if you're giving out content for free, expect some kind of advertising coming your way, but it'd be really interesting if y'all actually, you know, put a little in to pay that gatekeeper to push it out there and see what would happen. No, I agree hundred percent. And, uh, me and John were talking about that, uh, you know, going that route of viral kind of, cause it is a viral type of idea. Um, and it works a hundred percent. So, uh, yeah, I think it'd be funny to see where it goes. I mean, like I said, it was, uh, started as kind of a, just a learning experience, but you never know, right? Well, we we had the college hunks guys, college hunks uh, hauling junk and moving. The, mm-hmm. uh, we had Brandon from uh, from the company last week in here, and the funny thing is, I love the. I was talking about the name for about ten minutes because you kind of you get it, and it you're already right. it already makes oh, yep. it a different class because you're thinking collegiate people, you're thinking, uh, yeah, well, but these aren't scumbags coming in your house yeah. that could possibly rob you while you're not looking it's kind of that it's that thing of like it it has this air of uh we're higher end we're already higher end just by our name right with with poor people date i could see myself you know in right out of high school or in college or whatever and like you're like hey this is the deal you know i'm not making oodles of cash i don't know how many women will be on there but i'm sure there's <laughs> i'm sure there's some that are like hey you know that, i'm, I'm that, looking for a cheap date man yeah oh yeah yeah no we uh initially too we made uh little brochures and we handed them out at ut uh, yeah especially when john was at the height of his reality tv uh career which is uh for those wondering that's you are th- or are you the one are you the one yeah yep. on mtv where they matched up it was a fucking mad show it was like it's crazy. T- 20, 10 guys, 10 girls, and then you had to match. You had to find your match. Find your true love. 
And then you had, yeah, try, find your true <laughs> love. And they had some like weird machine algorithm thing they'd have to walk into like Zoltan's booth and, uh, and big. And uh, they'd go yeah. in there and then there was something like if one person didn't adhere to it, they got like a hundred grand or something mm-hmm. like that. But if all 20 agreed to it, they all split 50 grand. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so they got 20 fucking kids to 20, you know, young 20 year olds to agree to split the money, which is crazy. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, it's one of those shows. I, it's out of my demo, but I wouldn't watch it if, unless my friend was on it. But yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and y'all were at on the University of Tampa handing this out. What mm-hmm. was kind of the feedback? People were like fuck off this uh, is a private school <laughs> no they were actually happy to see john they were confused of like what is what is this but they would they would be excited to see john so they were initially like okay cool like we'll check it out and uh yeah it w- we used a little coupon code so they got a free membership even though everything we offer is free we just had premium benefits yeah, yeah. so it worked out pretty cool Every, everything's a freemium model yeah exactly yeah. i think that's the way to go you got to get people in i was just explaining mm-hmm. this to someone about lead generation you know you this will kind of dovetail into making websites basically uh what's the objective of the website that's why i ask everybody you know um i don't know caleb if you have too much experience with this but you can give kind of the more maybe more of the non-nerd side of it (laughs) i mean what i was trying to explain like your website is very crucial nowadays Mm -hmm. and people don't think it is uh and we've talked about this a lot like yeah it's the first thing you look up. Well, yeah, and I, th- I think um, kind of to just di- dive in a little more, I think, you know, we've mentioned it on some past episodes as well. Um, but it's, you know, for me, it's your, your social media is to uh, to get your to get a, a buyer's attention. Your website is to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you lose sight of it's easy to lose sight of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you if you're into having a website just for having one, just to be like, we're a real company, we have a website. That's great, but that's all you're gonna have is a website. Right. If you want to have a real company, make that website work for you. Yeah. And and you and you sometimes you I mean you need to bring in you know outside sources to be able to do that. You know, someone like myself, I personally can't sit down and like I'm gonna I'm gonna create a freaking selling machine, you know, with this website. Yeah. I, I need help with that, but I mm-hmm. I do know enough to know you have to have a goal in mind of what you what is the purpose of your website right. what is the purpose of your social media they're not just things to have that's that's your own instagram page your personal one yeah. that's just something to have i want to share some photos i want to get a bunch of likes I, I mean people take it way too far and try to become instagram celebrities you know that's not that's not the you know that's not the goal with this so um i i hope that people keep that in mind when they're talking about web design and i i think that needs to be brought up first and foremost with people is that look, man? Your your social media reels them in. Your website generates the dollars. Yeah, so. yeah, you're exactly right. It's um, and it's one of those things where I was uh, at a meeting with a Google rep that was in town. It, it was one of these things that was put on to you know brush up on Google AdWords, yeah. search and, and display ads and stuff. And they they were showing some stats. It was like ninety one percent of people. Uh, look up the web will research a product before they purchase it online yeah, right uh so you have to keep your st- i look at social media as your reputation services kind of mm-hmm. it's one of those things where what are we trying what and, and you're right it, it's a method of pulling people in mm-hmm. here's the thing i here's a conversation i have with a lot of people a lot of mo- mom and pop kind of people that yep. 
you have to you have to put it in traditional terms. That's how I do it. Uh, I tell them, you know, here's the thing. Um, let's think of it th- this old school way. Your social media is like a sandwich board. It's yep. like uh, putting a little ad in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Think of the old school methods, magazine, what what be it. it it's one of those things, or even the signage on the s- outside. Now you can't ignore traditional. Still, right. I, I don't. I think that's a mistake a lot of people make too. No, and I, th- I think that's why it is traditional because it's been a, it's what's been around so long that and it continuously proves to work. Well, then, you know, yeah. there's a reason. Well, I tell it. I tell people your offline needs to be cohesive with your online world. You know, yeah. if you're kicking it, if you're kicking ass, and you you bring people through the door, which is I see that as the threshold. How many? If you're doing like retail, are you doing? You're doing restaurants or something like that. Wherever you got to have, or even, you know, car dealership, even a fucking doctor's office. You know, like, uh, where we used to see that as something that's not really a business thing. Uh, Yeah, it kind of is. Same with the law firm. Oh, it absolutely is. We used to see those as public services almost, but they're Mm -hmm. they're businesses. And so, whatever we can do to get you through that, that that threshold of the door, that's the biggest part. How can we get you from off, from the online to come in and i think the big thing is when i ask i don't know how you talk when you have clients yeah. but i go what's your main objective yep 100 and i think it kind of breaks down to a few like you can kind of i i visualize a decision tree almost mm-hmm. is that how you see i don't know how you visualize all yeah this. i think there's the three there's three main categories it's like experience you want an experience online uh-huh. uh you want an extension of your brand and then there's like the selling and value of an online store mm-hmm. and it kind of i think it comes into like those big three and then branches out from there. Um, and that's kind of how I go into a new client. And I, I explain why. It, like you were saying earlier, why do you want a website? Not we want a website. We just want one. Right. It's why. Yeah. I think that's a big big part of it. Well, it's like, okay, um, you're a restaurant. Mm-hmm. What do you want? It, it, so I, I'm working with a restaurant right now. Okay. I go, what What do you want this? What's What's the point of this website? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, be informative. Here's where we're located. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, where they can contact. Here's where they can call. Okay, we don't need much. This doesn't need to be robust. Right. What about delivery? Yeah. Do you guys yeah. want delivery? Do we want a menu on there? Okay. Now Probably. we. Now we. Yeah, yeah. You want a menu? Uh, is that going to change a lot? Because we need to figure that out. Right. Then you have to have something that they can easily change or customize. I want to. Sh- I'm going right. to show whoever's going to do that, or we're, we're going to do right. it. Right. Yeah. Either way, but we need to work that into our our relationship, our retainer with you. And so uh, the other thing is. The delivery part, do you have that set up? Mm-hmm. And then you have to get into this thing of like, all right, do you like this app that we can embed in better than this one? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you, and then you go, what's that look like on the other side? Right, the back. Right. The back end, how's the website? Yep. You know, on the back end, is it easy to teach? Because that's, that's that can huge. be big. And yep. then the other part is like, when you're doing these extra, let's say extra features, like we're doing um, doors. Uh, doorstep delivery is that what it's called yeah uh where you can uh, embed that in there mm-hmm. what does it look li- what does the ticket look like on the other side right. for them yeah and can they see it you know they need like a manual printout and i think i think that's stuff that that kind of does get overlooked too and that may be going down a different um a different wormhole i i, I don't know but uh maybe it's not with a lot of like user interface stuff that you've oh, experienced yeah. with so but it's one of those things where yeah, you need to keep the customer happy. You need to keep them engaged, but you also need to make sure that your business operations can run smoothly. And that's not going to cost you a lot of money with, you know, extended training or having employees that can't get the hang of the back end of, you know, these apps or of like the ticket printouts, these sort of things. They need it. That part needs to be as 
as plain as possible almost to keep the business ops going and to keep that revenue generating rather than, you know, you having employees out there, you know, kind of running around with their heads cut off and not a lot of leadership to, to be able to get things done. So, yeah, I mean, there's okay. So that's like, it's kind of just having that balance. Well, yeah, I, I see it kind of in a similar way. There's informative, more experience. Like we're going to show high res photos of the food. That's going to food boner yeah. all the way. Right. Yes. Uh, you know, make a, re- make a reservation if they want to do that. I don't know if they're going to do that kind of reservation, but, um, a food boner reservation. <laughs> yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Well, you just, you get a little half chub <laughs> and then you bring the full boner. I'm, I'm going to be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> um, and then it's one of those things. Lead generation is the other one. So mm-hmm. real estate, law firms, jewelers. Uh, yep. There's a lot. There's a lot of we. Ne- these are such a high ticket item. We we have that way because we don't do right now. We haven't been doing a lot of lead generation marketing mm-hmm. because we know in the area good work begets good work. But it's still we're still working on it, and we should. And right. we know we should. But you know, contractors' house is the worst on the block deal. But the higher ticket items, lead generation, not usually going to be sold. You know, you're not going to be able to sell sell online a lot of things that are a mom and pop shop. Yeah. Or, or if it's a service, you know. Uh, yeah, it's it's something elective that, surgery, something like that. Right. It, I don't think that you know having a restaurant, your website is going to need to be uh, online ordering based. It's not necessarily Papa John's. Right. You want you want people to come in. You want them to have that dining experience at your place. That's what gets repeat customers. You mm-hmm. you don't always want, even though your food may be good, you don't always want your food to speak for itself. You want to have all the other things that play along with it. You want people to have some drinks flowing, to have a good time, to come in with friends. You want the ambiance to kind of capture them a little bit. That way, if the food isn't up to par, they still had a great time and they're probably going to come back. I mean, I know there's restaurants in where, where we are in Tampa that I don't like the food, but I still go to these restaurants because yep. I have a great time with my friend. This one place has a great signature drink that I like having, but I think the food's terrible. Yeah. You know, but it's in a good part of town. I like the people that I go there with, so I keep going back. And it's one of those mm-hmm. things, if, if I did takeout for the first time with them, I'd have never gone back. There's no yeah. question. I'd have been like, this is awful. I don't even want to go in. Yeah, the restaurant downstairs, we're overhead the bricks, and the, a lot of the mm-hmm. reason I like the bricks is the people that work there. They oh, do yeah. a very good job staffing, and they're mm-hmm. just friendly and all unique, and uh, it's not this, it's not this, like, jaded, vapid kind of conversation, you know? It's, yeah. It's it feels real. It feels authentic. And you can tell everybody's kind of got maybe something else going on on the side that it feels like that kind of staff. Yeah. And with the bricks, it's really interesting too. kind of uh, a cool dynamic with them is their menu. I don't know that their menu has ever changed. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know how long I've been going down there, but I don't know that their menu's ever changed. It's it's always consistent. It's always good. You know what you're going to get. And like you said, it's it's the staff. It's the ambiance. It's, you know, sometimes they bring a DJ in on the weekend. Sometimes they... Church of ha- Nintendo. Yeah, the Church of Nintendo. That's like That's such cool. a... It's Monday such a nights. cool thing, That's man. That's cool. And they're, you know, they're, it's just different. They're playing, you know, skateboard uh, videos and like highlight reels, you know, while everyone's eating and, and playing like old school hip hop and all this different stuff. And the vibe is right. You know what I mean? If the food was shitty, I would still go to the bricks. There's no doubt. But the food is very good. And you guys should check it out if you're ever in the area. And well, what, but the big thing, my biggest gripe, and I'm, we're, I'm friendly with the owner, uh, Brian Schaefer. We'll try to get him on here at, at some point. Uh, he's, he's a busy man, but. We, I was like, dude, you just have a Facebook page. Yeah. Here's where this is fucked, okay? This is why I, I have to break this down for a lot of people. Um, they're like, well, we're fine. We have a Facebook page, and it's it's got this many people on it. Well, think of, think of your social media 
that's your marketing, like kind of what yep. you went over. Uh, you want autonomy. If you own the website, you have autonomy in how you want to get your message out. Right. And you kind of control that a little bit more. It, let's say Facebook, you relied on a Facebook page, right? Um, six years ago. It was way more valuable six years ago than it is now. Yep, Cause, absolutely. Because they devalued absolutely. what's coming up in your newsfeed. Yep. And you got to get over a certain uh, fan page like Mark of like, I want to say it's like 50 grand, maybe 100 grand before yeah. that's going to consistently kind of be in the feed yeah. again. So my thing with that is like, dude, don't rely on Twitter. Don't rely on any of that. Those are spokes. Your website is your hub. Exactly. And they could change their algorithm tomorrow for Twitter or Facebook, and it could completely change your business model. You don't want, you want full control, and I think that's why the website is so important to complement all the different social media. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, yeah. I think the third one, the third, the third kind of site objective you talked about is uh, e-commerce. Right. That can get really tricky. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of options out there. We've, We've dealt with uh, using Shopify, mm -hmm. using WooCommerce. Mm -hmm. I like Squarespaces for very simple stuff, but maybe I'm just a Squarespace zealot. Um, I, I just like it because it's all in one. I don't have to pay anymore. Mm -hmm. I think Shopify is $29 extra uh, to have that integrated anywhere. Right. But some people rely on just their Shopify page as their website. Right. So I don't, I don't know if you've got any kind of – I know we've we've bid it out with uh, we've worked on some other bids where it's like I think you should do this I think you should do woo over this there's a lot of things I think the main thing is you got to really sit back and go all right your objective is to do e-commerce now we got to get to the next question right what yeah what what are we trying to sell how many SKUs yeah and that and that goes into the framework like you're saying Shopify WooCommerce and then there's like Magento um, and the bigger guys and that it really does go into what you're selling your SKUs and how big of a company you are so I, if, if I'm a big company I, yeah. let's use uh, we won't say the company name that we bid it out on but mm -hmm. uh, let's say it they had over uh, uh, 2,000 SKUs or something like that mm -hmm. um, what what would you put I'm, I don't know Magenta that well yeah, I think Magenta is the biggest scalability. You have companies like Nike.com and all the big guys use Magenta. And they have like the corporate edition and they have the also their open source. So a web developer like me could get the open source, fork it, and then build for them. Um, but then, you know, I, when it's a smaller mom and pop or smaller businesses, Shopify is great because it's all-encompassing and handles it for them. Um, Magenta, you're going to be needing a web developer or someone in-house or outsource coding uh, when you want to add new plugins or frameworks to that all right so so, so slow that down for, okay for, yeah, yeah. for so. uh, <laughs> we have a lot of people that are listening because <laughs> yeah, open mean? source you know that term can get i think people think they know what that means okay uh so, so see if you can explain it i'll see if i'll fill in okay sure so open source would be it's a community driven part of the that software uh whereas closed source would be a company that sells it owns it and only you can't look at the the code or how it's built so it's like um, there's a site called github yeah and it's a community of yep. coders and they go hey here's this code i'm letting anybody use exactly and anyone can actually commit which means add to it and uh, push up to it commit the changes and that means um, they can collaborate on this code and you can fully see the big thing too with open source is you can see what's going on under the hood not that these big companies would but 
they could be adding some sort of tracking element and you would never know because it's embedded into the source where th they're getting data from you. Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, that's not too common, but it's uh, from a web developer point of view, open source is always a great way to go. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's good. Yeah. It's fluid. You have you have backup in case something messes up. Where you can right. go, ooh, I, I need to make a a slight alteration to this code. I I have somewhere to go to, especially when you're doing right. a lot of coding by yourself. Yeah, and that that's where I find myself exactly where I can go to a, a form or some sort of uh, wiki that has it the codex or everything uh, outlined for me. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big Squarespace guy, and right, I use great. I use the Slack group. There's a big, right. big ass Slack group, like two thousand people, and if you look through it, there's you. It's a better. It's better than their site help, which is kind of the same thing. But mm -hmm. this is a little bit more in depth stuff, or just people just asking random questions that I may not have thought of to ask, kind of deal. So, I think, I think that's one thing for 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 building websites. A lot of the time, it can be very isolating, and you need you kind of use that almost as your coverage a little bit. Because mm -hmm. if you get stuck, you're kind of fucked, and it's not like you can yeah. really look you you can't really call any other guys because they're no. they're doing their own thing. Right. You know? go going back to um, kind of the open form coding, mm -hmm. are, is there a risk factor involved there? Um, I mean, if you're Cause, right, because like kind of like it sounds to me like I'm thinking of it. I don't mean, I know I asked you a question that interrupted you, but no, no. to what it kind of sounds like to me is almost a, you could compare it to like Wikipedia, mm -hmm. how Wikipedia is kind of a, like, almost like an open forum that when in the early stages, the content wasn't necessarily being fact-checked. Mm -hmm. So you, you had a lot of misinformation on there. Right. Is that, is there a threat of that happening with, with that? Or is, what are the, I guess, what are the benefits in the pros Yeah, and cons? so of course, yeah, you could always get, and a lot of things too gets depreciated. Just in yeah. coding and frameworks, you know, you'll have a function or something that works uh, one day, and then that overall software will get updated or open source, and uh, it will de depreciate it. So right. I, I think there always is a risk, but a great thing that actually uh, Law mentioned was something like a community-driven, like a Slack, mm -hmm. where if that does yeah. happen, you, you don't feel so much alone. Yeah. But that being said, if you go to a closed source or a company like uh, Magento uh, Corporate, they'll be able to fix any issues and they they kind of have your back yeah so there are pros and cons yeah okay cool for sure so yeah the the next thing with like website stuff mm -hmm. that i uh, we talk with is i think i think we're i think a lot of people are realizing they need a simplistic design they need obviously they need something responsive it's right it's absurd how many sites you go to that aren't oh, like they like they don't realize I think it's seventy percent of all web traffic will be mobile this yeah, year or something like that. And if you just think about how you're on your phone, I know I am, and I know a lot of my friends. They'll look on websites first on their phone, hardly on their computer, especially in their downtime or they're in their bed or on their couch. They're always going mobile first. So yeah. Now, if you're if you're licensing software, you know obviously you'd have a responsive site, but it, mm -hmm. the robust part of it would be desktop because the crowd's probably more a laptop desktop crowd. Uh, right. When you're doing a restaurant, when you're doing retail, when you're doing something like that, it's crazy how how complicated a lot of people make their websites and they're not thinking like a hungry user. Yeah, exactly. I'm hungry for yeah. fucking food. What's this place like? I need to see its reviews. I tell people, hey, man, you got to figure out how to get people to review you because mm -hmm. that that matters a lot. I think like oh, this is I'm going to butcher this stat. I, I just makes I guess 
the the Google rep was giving me stats. I could probably look it up in a second, but it was like eighty percent of people look up reviews uh, for a local business before before they go in. Well, look how big. I mean, yeah, I just saw my first Yelp commercial oh, ever. Wow. Just they're struggling. Just like this week, yeah, and it's kind of like I I, f- I feel like reviews are. Um, they're so important when people are determining where their money, where their dollar is going to go. Oh yeah, um, you know, and it's it's kind of one of those things. I've always been a big believer. Um, and if you're listening to the podcast again, I've said this before. I'll say it again. You know, if I'm, I want to buy a pair of boots, I want to buy them from a, a boot maker. If I want to buy a watch, I'm going to buy it from a watchmaker. You know, it's so it's one of those things where now once you've narrowed it down to that, it's kind of like all right, now where's my money best spent? You know, what's going to exactly. be what's going to be not just the best value, but what's going to last the longest? What's going to get me from point a to point b whatever that is if it's web design if it's user interface if it's boots and watches yep. you know what what's going to get me you know the, the best not just bang for my buck but also the best quality so i'm going to throw out some uh some stats that i i got from this meeting with the google reps uh 61 yeah. percent of people prefer news online uh 20 of all sales are made on mobile right now right which is 20 percent. 20 percent. wow which, which is it yeah, it used to be non-existent right. four years ago, um, and then it's one of those things where because I remember when I was doing ad campaigns, it, it'd be mostly desktop because people f- feel uncomfortable putting, putting their credit, credit card yeah. in. Yeah. But now that's been easier if you embed PayPal, mm-hmm, yeah. Amazon payments. Right. I just did the update on my on my iPhone this morning, and I put my card on Apple Pay. Apple I haven't Pay, used yep. it yet, but it's kind of I'm interested to see how this thing works, honestly. Right. 150 hours per month spent online by the average American. Mm-hmm. That's kind of crazy. 150 hours. 150. A month. Per month. Wow. Yeah. True. Uh, what else we got here? The 88% of uh, 88%, per- 88% of people research before <laughs> buying something. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. you'll go in a store. Like, you're drifting into a store. This is the scenario I think they gave us. You... Uh, Caleb's a big shoe guy. Uh, right. Well, he he might see something he hasn't seen before, and he's going to figure out if that's legit or not. So he's going to yep. walk out of the store, <laughs> look it up. Yeah. Can Google I get it, it cheaper? Yeah. Or when does this come out again? Um, that yep. kind of thing. Is it on eBay? And then maybe he'll come back in the store if that's the lowest thing he can buy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think there's... Or the most convenient. I think just having uh, the resources on on hand just changes so many things for everybody yeah, when yeah. Be, when being a consumer. Um, I mean, there's there's so many instances where that exact example happens where, you know, I'll be even in a department store and I'm sitting there and I'm going to say, hey, can I find this cheaper for somewhere else? I mean, th- I should be on poorpeopleday.com. <laughs> I find this if I find this cheaper for somewhere else, will they match the price if I just show it to them on my phone? Yeah. Hey, this store has this for less. Right, or, yep. or hey, I'm just going to go on eBay and see if someone has this on eBay. I'll try it on in the store and see what size I need, and then I'll just go buy it on eBay. I mean, that's there's so much that we can do to um, kind of determine, where, like I said, where our dollar goes now with the resources we have at our fingertips at all times. So I think that really forces companies to kind of be on the up and up you know, with their products and the way they display them to us. Well, I, re- I remember uh, working for an air purifier company, and they're mainly e-commerce. They sold in a few stores. And I remember having this conversation because you have to keep the price floor. And so they mm. would they they would give free shipping away because mm-hmm. um, now it was only in like a few uh, Southern California like stores, uh, one like a not like like a Best Buy, but sh- way shittier. Uh, they were in that. I forget the name of it, but it 
one of the notorious like Circuit City style bad kind of <laughs> electronic store. Which they are coming back, by the way. I don't know how, but. Well, they got a brand name, so if someone just <laughs> scoops that and figures it out, yeah. I mean, why not? Which I think is what happened, but keep going. Sorry. So they they would have a price floor. So essentially, you couldn't find it anywhere. If you're going to find it cheaper, it was going to be online. Mm-hmm. It was going to be on their site yeah. with a coupon code if you were a loyal customer. And I, that was an interesting experience, you know, figuring that out. Uh, I'm going to go – wait. I'm going to throw some other stats. Um, this one I, I don't really know if I buy – they said uh, we check our devices 150 times a day. Right. That's desktop, laptop, phone, tablet. I on to be honest, I think I probably check mine more than that a day. You, well, you're you're out and about, man. Yeah. You have yeah. to. That's your main it's a habit. Yeah. Right. But what is all right? But then what does that mean? So I mean, if I'm at my computer for three hours, yeah. Right. Is that one? Is that one check? You know what I mean? So I think that's hard to gauge, but. I don't. I think that's definitely doable. At least, at least for for myself. I don't know. I'm not trying to. No, be the same. cool guy. I check mine way more than that, dude. Talk about being unproductive. <laughs> One fifty. Your mo- your mobile uh your time per visit on mobile is down eighteen percent. So speaking of that web design factor, get right. to the point. Have a call to action. What are we doing? Yeah, and I think it's down because that's a good sign that the mobile sites are getting more optimized to give you your content quicker. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's one of those things where. That's that's another part we talk about when we're going through the website development mm-hmm. phase, which it blends. I mean, you can't have design without development, really. Right. Uh, the best way I've heard uh, a scenario of explaining how websites are constructed is like a house. The HTML yeah. is the foundation. Mm-hmm. It's the framing. It you know it's the wood. It's the uh, it it's your doorways. It's all that stuff. And then the CSS part of it, which styling, p- yeah, right. people don't know that looks. what that is. That's basically that's the. It's not just window dressing necessarily. It is you have drywall. You'd mm. have uh, you'd have that popcorn speckle shit if you're in the seventies and mm. your ceiling, that kind of stuff. Nice. Where it 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 is infrastructurally kind yeah. of important. Is that ma- is that a word? Yeah, yeah. Uh, We're gonna, we just made it one. <laughs> so. So CSS and HTML, those are you have to both have to work with each other too. Right, and then to move to that, I know it's a little more complicated, but then your boiler, or your, what's making it work is your uh, object-oriented coding, like your PHP, which is like goes into a step further. Yeah, that's yeah. that that might be more of your foundation. I would say, yeah. right? Because I use a lot of content. We use if you were use WordPress, your right, WordPress guy. I'm yep. Squarespace. Those are what's called CMS systems, content management systems. Mm-hmm. Those are template-based. Which, by the way. If anybody's making a fucking website, if you're not like a huge enterprise company, yeah. you don't need to make a website from the ground up. There's yeah. so many options out there for way shittier Wix, uh, yeah. like GoDaddy. Those are fucking horrible. Those, but are, those are hands down the worst. Yeah. Just look who traditionally markets. That's what I've noticed. People love 75 million people use Wix. I don't think so. Yeah. But they traditionally fucking they do uh, TV ads. And they do a lot of. I've seen right. them in newspapers and shit. And you're like, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But th- it gets that that lagger community, that restaurant, that diner that doesn't yep. know what the fuck they're yeah. doing. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, m- my biggest thing too is, uh, when I when I talk with clients, we go, what what sites do you like? Like, wh- we don't have to reinvent the wheel necessarily. Yeah. We can see what they're doing, do it better. Because um, likely, you know, there's not a lot of people that update their site once a year mm-hmm. i'd say 
and you can just look at it as like, I like how this is a call to action here. This is what I mean by that is, you know, sign up today for free or check out our shop or, you know, something that it's the old sales thing. There's a, they need you to connect. They need you to engage. Yeah. I think that's, you know, I think that's how you end up building is if you don't have that call to action, you, you don't get, you don't get the interaction. And when you get that interaction is how you start building that relationship. You're not going to very, I don't want to say rarely or, you know, very few times, but it's not going to be as effective as just having your Instagram page and hoping people, you know, you're going to get those people that like every single photo and like go on your page and, you know, just totally creep on your page and want to, you know, find out more about your brand. You have to have that call to action. Sign up for our, like what you see here, sign up for our newsletter mm-hmm. and that that furthers the relationship. Oh, you signed up for our newsletter and our newsletter talks about some of our products. If you're interested, try a demo session. Oh, you like the demo session? Why don't you sign up now for a yearly membership? And it kind of just it kind of grows. I think the people who try to close those sales too quick, you know, there's um, Facebook for a little while had a, had a, uh, a system where you could actually purchase things on the Facebook page. I don't know if they still have that no, or it's not. still there. See, I don't... They're trying to push out Shopify. Yeah, and I'm not... I, I personally am not a fan of that. I guess it makes it easier if you already know what you want in a product and you're just, you're like, oh, I'm on there. Oh, yeah, I need one of those. Bam, and I can buy it. But I think you, it's... That's too aggressive and hard of a close for me. I think you need to build a relationship in order to gain true loyal customers yeah if you if you have an etsy store for instance yeah that might be a good way to kind of yep because that's that for a lot of for a lot of people that have an etsy store facebook's probably one of the biggest ways of getting it out there yeah and then yeah. you know um it, it, it's kind of it's one of those things where i talk about this too when i'm talking kind of the marketing side facebook is the discovery facebook instagram yeah. pinterest those are usually about discovery Mm-hmm. Um, Google is you know what you want. You want those Bo yeah. Jackson crossovers that are coming out again, mm. a special edition. Mm. I'm getting I'm getting a a hard mm. a hard boner uh, a food boner reservation <laughs> in my pants. <laughs> but uh, but you want those. You're gonna search for them. Hey, when do those come out? But Absolutely. you may have found out about them on Facebook. So it's kind of that thing of like you also need to be concerned about how you're what your traffic plans are. How are you going to get stuff in? If you're selling products, Google mm-hmm. might be better. Geek up that. Use a little bit of AdWords. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've I've kind of dominated a lot of the combo. If you, if you look like you're about to say something. Well, I had two things to say. The first thing was actually uh, mentioning Etsy. I just uh, I do a web uh, form I belong to, and a big uh, change is Etsy is changing their whole strategy. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, I was just trying to Google to get the base ideas, but first they're opening a physical store. Um, and I think they're going to be changing their fees to uh, independent um, sellers. So I think a big trend for 2016 will be um, people moving away from Etsy and then going on to these solutions we've been talking about. Huh. So something to look I was trying to get more information from it, but um, I so did you remember reading that. You think more people – I think the, the allure of Etsy was that it became that – it became that homemade jewelry, mm-hmm. woodworker, leather worker, yeah. artist kind of community. There, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it's specialization. I think is what what people are craving. Yeah, but I think it's got a good filtering search. You know, you go on there. Yeah, I know. I've used it. It is a nice site, but I, I think if they were they start to change their business model. Oh yeah. That, yeah. I mean, like could. Yelp is fucked. Right. They're so yeah. they about. Uh, almost two years ago, they started 
uh, devaluing any small businesses that didn't pay for premium. Mm-hmm. I never had Yelp, and I never, I didn't have a client that did. Uh, but I had friends that would t- tell me, ask me about it, and they were basically telling me like, if they didn't have enough reviews or something like that, mm-hmm. they were just killing all the reviews or not showing them. Yeah, mm-hmm. which could th- killed their business again. Don't rely on Crazy. something outside of you. Yep. Yep. You work on all of those things. You got to keep just like any kind of marketing. You're gonna do eight to ten different mediums right. to keep up with. Uh, let's say you do five social media. Let's say you do three review sites and you have an email blast. That would be like a cocktail napkin. Here's here's the things you need to do as a, a salon or a restaurant or a clothing shop, jewelry, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, don't rely on one of those things to carry the weight because mm-hmm. they could change that algorithm at any fucking time. Right, and you have no control over that. What was the second thing? Sorry, I cut you um, off. Second thing I'm was... I'm on t- tangent highway today. <laughs> no, it's cool. Um, the, what we were kind of discussing about, um, besides just you know going on the Wix that we talked about and making your own site, I think besides the coding, the designing, and the elements, the big question is like how do we utilize the website, which mm-hmm. we talked about. And I think mm-hmm. that's why having someone in, hiring someone, or getting someone that knows this field can give you the best way to, uh, to utilize those those functions. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's and I'm, uh, you know how I am about this. I If we have a client, I want them to know how to use what we're handing off. I right. feel like there's a lot of, whether it's conscious or not, there's a lot of web developers yeah. that don't do that. Yeah. Uh, and then they're pretty much holding the site hostage. Yeah. I've got a client right yeah. now that I'm like, we, we've been delayed 13 days because they don't even have the login to the whole back end of their site. Or they're hosting. Or wow. It's not even hosted on their server. It's on the guy that made the website server. And then it's like, it's held hostage. It's crazy. So I'm like, hey, if this goes any further, if you can't get a hold of them, this is where we get our power attorney, yep. Stephen Fantetti, <laughs> FantettiLegal.com. That's right. If We'll get him to make a phone call for us because right. they're basically... Uh, their negligence is hurting our business. Right. It hurts our cash flow if yeah. you think about it too. You know, we want to. My thing is about speed. I want to get projects out. We know we're good. Good work begets good work. That mm-hmm. means we don't have to spend as much on marketing. So it has all these indirect kind of right. trickle down things. Um, I guess for any any aspiring, because uh, look, it's already fifty minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <It> goes <laughs> That's by crazy. It goes by quickly, man. Yeah, wow. um, and we'll have you back on. Definitely. Uh, any advice you'd give to any advice to aspiring webs website developers mm-hmm. or current ones? Like, uh, give me the um, give me the website where your client can make edits. What's that called again? Uh, CMS. It's it's content, called C- content management system. Is that what? No, you're no, no, no. The uh, if I have. Um, if I have the first iteration of a website for a client and I want them, to, I want to send it to them and they can write over it. Oh, the edits. Sure. Yeah. I think that's huge. If, especially if you're doing freelance, it's called uh there's some basically frameworks like a freelancer cockpit is called one. That's, yeah, that's it. And, um, I utilized that and that was huge because I was able to, you know, basically the client could go on the website I was building and using JavaScript, um, they could uh, like write on the website, make changes through that, and that would automatically get sent to me, and I could see exactly what they wanted. Just to be clear, the client doesn't need to know JavaScript. No, it sorry, just, that's just yeah. how that's how it that's how it functions. <laughs> right, that's right. Just the, I like, but I, you know, being a web developer, right. I like to say how no, things. Uh, work. No, no, I, yeah. I try to, <laughs> I try to go, I try to explain some stuff that even I'm like, hold up, uh, <laughs> right, because <yeah. laughs> I'm not a programmer first. I right, came from right. business first and taught myself all this stuff. So yep. it's. 
it's one of those things where I can see people listening to this and going, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> you need a JavaScript pencil? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's a valuable tool because that, again, a lot of wasted time going back and forth, iterations right. of like, huge. This is what I really wanted. I have people print out a lot of the time, and that's fine by me. Print it out yeah. right, on red. And right. That send works it back. too. That's old school. Mm-hmm. If, if that's easier for you to figure out, great. You know. Right. But again, uh, that conversation ahead of time with a client, hey, this is the schedule. This right. is how many edits you get. Um, this is how many phone calls you get to me. Mm-hmm. That's something I'm working on. Yeah. Like a law firm should charge for that. Right. Going into a project, a clear structure I've learned over time is is huge and will save you tons of time and development time and uh, just your personal time building a website for sure. Yeah. we And you and I are mm-hmm. kind of working in a similar way, like GitHub open source. We're trying to work on almost a template of the exact questions to to ask mm-hmm. and then you know as we're about to do the contract you know just let them be aware this is how the schedule works this is how payment works it's you know it's not net 30 it's due on pawn and receipt you right. know and we don't do anything further yeah the 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 one thing i'm trying to figure out how to how to make people feel like this is more important uh, and i look at law firms okay a lawyer does a letter it mm-hmm. took him 25 minutes he's charging for the whole hour right that's fully acceptable but the other side you're just some fucking web geek to them and they don't see that hey you know and maybe this is more of a brand thing maybe once our brand's built up maybe you have more of that kind of leverage right now when we're small and you know we'll take on any any client basically almost any client i'd say (laughs) we've only rejected a couple because they're too crazy but um (laughs) but like it's one of those things where I guess I'm trying to figure out how to make them realize, hey, the hours we're probably bidding, we're probably doing double that. Right. You know? Yeah, I think I think that comes down to kind of like a metric-driven conversation. Yeah. And I think it's tough to, to put a metric on that. Like it, with right. a lawyer, it's pretty easy. Did you win or did you lose your case? Yeah, I think, I think it's pretty simple. Well, I mean, if we – what I want to do is have a checklist. Here's all right. the things we're going to do for you, uh, you know – a lot of the oh and a lot of the weight too is do you have high res photography yeah do you have video yep and do you have the actual content are we writing that's where yep that's where this gets really muddled and that's what i'm figuring out um and that's what gets delayed too Mm -hmm. uh i've had clients we're just waiting on them to figure out how to get a fucking photographer to coordinate (laughs) a half day shoot yeah i'm not it's not hard yeah they don't it's not it's not revenue generating immediately for them and so they don't and th- see that as super and that's important. And I think that's kind of uh, one of the things that'd be good to provide to uh, when you have these meetings, somehow find a way to keep metrics on your either companies you've helped in the past or companies you're still developing and saying, hey, you know, w- once these guys came to us, here's what they were able to do right out of the gate. Here's what they were able to do six months out. Here's how we've helped them grow their business. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and kind of show and be like, this was the budget they started out with. Yeah. You know, here's where we were able to get them gains and, and, and just watch that that chart just going up, you know. So I think that's the kind of interesting stuff to get people to to really buy in. Um, but again, that stuff is hard to track because, you know, do you attribute everything to the website or are there some cases that come up where it's just like, yeah, I don't know, some guy some guy heard about us through a friend and we ended up, you know, make, making a deal for 20 grand on certain products. And it's like, okay, cool. Like they didn't need the website for that. but. Right. 99.9% of the time 
you're going to need that website to, to get right. those things to happen. But so. and to say to that, too, maybe the friend went on their website and was like, wow, this is cool. They have exactly. a great brain. So there you, you go. never know. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then there's the thing of like, that's why we don't just do website development or app development because yeah. it all bleeds over into that marketing world. It bleeds over into the brand, mm-hmm. uh, your design, and those are kind of the four bigger, big kind of primary services. And there's breakout services from all those. But... It ble- it bleeds into your strategy. It bleeds into your business processes, which I put in the the consulting bucket. So that's why mm-hmm. we have the six services because it's kind of like we it needs to be one big goddamn uh, Venn diagram, right. you know, because it, all this shit overlaps and it doesn't mm-hmm. it, it it doesn't like uh, you can get the website up and then what. You know, right? It doesn't yeah. just end there, right? Yeah. So, uh, well, thanks for coming on, man. Oh, thanks for having me. This is yeah, awesome. it was great. Dude. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely have you back on. I want to talk a little more like user interface stuff. Yeah, I'd love to talk next time. I think when we get the the video going better, yeah, we, when we can, if I can navigate this while talking, where we have Google hanging out and I can bring up s- screen shares of what what we're talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I was like, we'll keep design for <laughs> later. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's a science behind. Oh, yeah. There's a science behind web design. There's a science, just like John Tafford talking about your flow in a bar. Yep. Comes in, he <laughs> goes, This chair is worth 20 grand um, a year, just like that on website design. Yeah. Similar. No different. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's certain pockets that are more expensive than others. And it's an interesting game of risk you're kind of playing there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hopefully, we, uh, you know, we scratch the surface for everybody as far yeah, as, uh, you know, lo- website building a little bit on the back end what goes into it and why it's important to be efficient all the way around not just on the front end of what looks aesthetically pleasing so um also we want to thank our guest waterloo or our guest our sponsor (laughs) waterloo for sponsoring this episode check them out waterloowashrooms.com that's waterloo l-o-o washrooms.com uh check them out on facebook instagram um I guess, is that it? You got anything else, Law? Uh, subscribe on iTunes to this podcast. Uh, if you made it this far, you obviously somewhat liked it. You <laughs> didn't turn it off. Take take a second. Give us a review. Give us a five-star. Give us a one-star. I don't give a shit, but you know, maybe a five-star. Maybe five's <laughs> a little better than one. Yeah, but actually, write a review in. That all helps. Yeah. This is free advice. We're putting it out there in the in the universe kind of deal, and hope it comes back in a, in a kind of good way, and... What else I got? M- I think most importantly, Tyler, where can they find, yes. where can people find oh, you? Yeah, sure. So uh, check me out on, uh, I got my freelance portfolio site at tylerlopilato.com. That's T-Y-L-E-R-L-O-P-I-L-A-T-O.com. And nice. uh, yeah. We'll put it on the blog The post kid can spell, race. folks. I know. The guy can spell. Not only can I build websites, I can spell. That's right. And, and, if, you and if you got some questions you want us to uh, answer on the podcast, go on the site, tocoworks.com, T-O-C-O-W-O-R-K-S.com, or email uh, me or Caleb directly, law at tocoworks, L-A-W, at T-O-C-O-W-O-R-K-S.com. Yeah. Caleb, Sounds so good. Give, yeah. give me your email there. <laughs> What's your email? It's so just Caleb at TokoWorks. How do you spell it, man? T O C O W O R K S dot com. That's Caleb oh, with a C, not a K. He's that's not right. Greek. So uh, <laughs> until next time, thanks for listening and more nerd shit coming your way next week.